Welcome to Soul Over Wrestling. Wow, what a week of wrestling. I know the women are really taking off, making headlines, being the first ever women's match to headline WrestleMania. There's a lot to talk about in the women's division. So stay tuned and hang out with us tonight. See what you think. Give us your opinions. Make sure you post some stuff on our group on Sober Wrestling on Facebook. Make sure you visit our webpage at SoberWrestling.com. So over wrestling. Sober Wrestling. I'm your host, Luke Barnes, and back again with us tonight is Tex. How you doing, Tex? Not bad. Happy Crayon Day. Heck yes. All right. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, kick this off tonight, Tex. Uh, what, do, what are your thoughts on, let, let's just talk a little bit about the women's division before we actually get into Raw and anything else. All right. Um... It's pretty strong. I mean, there's a lot of uh, hype for it, and there's a lot of talent up and down. You know, uh, what's her, uh, Rhea Ripley's going strong on NXT UK. Uh, yes. Kyrie Sane and Io Shiree are doing good things in NXT. Um, Alexa Bliss is still hanging around despite coming back at a bad time with her injury. And, I mean, Becky Lynch... If we're being honest, she is uh, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, 2012 levels of over. Oh my and it's, gosh, yeah. they haven't seen anything like it for quite some time. For, from the men or the women? Yeah, never from the women. I mean, if we're being honest, Trish Stratus and Lita, they had some classics back in the day. But I don't know that either of them were ever as over as Becky Lynch is now. Well, come on now. Um, Trish Stratus had the looks that people were wanting. Um, Lita had definitely the skills people were wanting. Neither of them were very strong on the microphone. No, no. But they weren't bad at it. But Becky Lynch is the complete package right now. And I know, you know from talking to me, I am not a Charlotte fan, and I did not want her added to the uh, WrestleMania match, but... With that being said, the amazing title capture she had, which I say it's amazing as in the fact that she's now a champion again going into WrestleMania, and it's going to be like a title for title match. Uh, that could be actually interesting. I don't is agree it with how be, they did with Asuka, though. Is it going to be that title going to be on the line? I hadn't heard that. I don't know. I, <laughs> I would I would assume they're, they're, they they got to hype it up somehow. Um they could be uh, doing an undisputed championship thing where they're combining them. I I don't know. Hmm. They're going to have to do something because um, I posted in our group today that uh, Fox basically told WWE, hey, 
not only do you need to be edgier, but we want three-hour programming for SmackDown. Yeah, I had seen that, and I hadn't seen about the edgier, um, but I had seen that they were wanting to go three hours. Um, <sighs> yeah, they uh, Fox basically talked to Vince and said, look, this PG programming, if you want us to pick up your programming, you need to kick it up to PG-13, make it a little edgier. Well, I think the problem is it's not even that they're PG. They're G a lot of the time. Uh, I don't know if you remember, I'm kind of dating myself here, but it was, I want to say around 2012, 2011, might have been a little earlier than that. Uh, there was a backstage skit with uh, Hornswoggle and Carlito. You remember Carlito? Oh, yeah, I remember Carlito. And he was chasing him around the backstage area for whatever reason. And uh, Hornswoggle drew a tunnel on the wall, like in Looney Tunes, uh-huh. and escaped. That happened on WWE television within the last decade. And, I mean... You're not going to get more cartoony than that. No, you're definitely not. Um, I, I was... I want to go back to something I said. I mentioned Rhea Ripley, um, and it's not just her. And we'll talk about it more when we get to NXT UK. That match with Zia Brookside was very good. Yes, um, I agree. It was actually and, the first match I've seen from NXT UK in a while that I was actually interested in. And they're both only 22 years old. Tony Storm's 23. Um, I'm not sure how old Bianca Belair is, but she's in her 20s, I believe. I, uh, I started watching some... Um, well, you know she's what? not undefeated, though. Let's, let's just bring this up real quick before we get into anything else. Um, NXT UK, I don't even mind leading off with that again because there really wasn't that much that went on during NXT UK. However, no. um, there was a match from Rhea Ripley that was very impressive, but um, before that, there was a match with Jordan Devlin versus... Dan Maloney, um, the match wasn't bad. It just, it was just, I felt like it was just a filler. And then after that, Ono came out and cut a promo, which was also just meh, didn't really care. And then the third match was the Zia Brookside versus Rhea Ripley. And at the end of that match, a new person showed up who she was around the May Young uh, tournament they ran, but. Um, I never even heard of her, and I started looking up some videos from her today, and she, uh, it, she's like a thicker wrestler, uh, Piper Nevin is her name. Kind of like a lady Kevin Owens. Yeah, that's kind of the feel I got from her, and she looked very athletic, uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm like starting to geek out a little bit out over NXT UK, and, uh, Rhea Ripley, obviously, um, was she the first, I think she was the first uh, title holder for NXT UK for the women's, correct? I believe so, yeah. I think it went her and Tony Storm. But I'd like to see Rhea Ripley move up to the main roster, but um, man, if they put her up, that, that would definitely be a treat. I don't think she will within the next year or so. I could see uh, Shayna Baszler making the jump after uh, TakeOver. Um, maybe on the Raw or the SmackDown after. See, that would have been perfect. If she would have dropped it at the last tape over to Bianca Belair, 
then that could have been a program from Oscar, you know? Um, I will say this though, uh, getting back to the start of NXT UK, I really like Jordan Devlin. He's, uh, he's small, but he plays that little asshole heel really well. And he's very good. Um, that's the kind of, they, they leave the cruiserweight, the two Oh five live brand. So short handed, which we'll get more into that later, but uh, they, why not have? But here's my thing have, with Jordan Devlin, though, is is they're putting him against like it's almost like watching wrestling on Saturday mornings back in the day when I was a kid. It's like literally when the guy walked out that Dan Maloney, it was like okay, so this week it's Jordan Devlin versus Man in Blue Shorts. <laughs> it wasn't impressive. Well, it was just eh. But you know what, though? The most popular wrestler of all time were generic black trunks, if we're being honest here. No, but the, the fact of the matter is it didn't feel like he was fighting anybody of significance at all. I, I get what you're saying there. Uh, they're still using some freelancers, though. They're still building that brand. It's still very young, you know. Well, I, but, look, I look forward to seeing that Piper Nevin actually start to uh, – come out and see what, what she can do. Um, she looks like she's a force to be reckoned with, and I'd like to see her and Rhea Ripley go at it. it it'll probably be a slow build. Look how long the build for uh, Walter and Pete Dunn's gone on. It's been about two or three months now. Oh, holy crap. Um, okay, before before uh, I get into what I got to say about them, um, after, after that match with uh, Rhea Ripley and Zia Brookside, there was a match with Noam Dar and Mark Andrews where they both legit got hurt. Yeah, this taping must have happened like a month or so ago because we've known Noam Dar was hurt for a while, and I think he messed up his knee again. Well, that's the thing, though. Noam Dar came back off of a knee injury and re-aggravated it there. But and apparently, it apparently it's pretty bad. And I guess Mark Andrews was knocked unconscious briefly, and uh, they went ahead and took him to the back, too, so... That was actually uh, impressive. And you know that Noam Dar is one of my favorites. He's just, he's another one of those that you could say is a complete package. He's good on the mic. He's damn good in the ring. And I just hate that for him, you know? And he's so young that if he plays his cards right and doesn't keep getting hurt like this, he'll be around for a long time. He could. He could. It's And luckily it's not a neck injury or anything like that. Um his knees just might be bone on bone by the time he's 35. Yep. Most um, likely. Well, after that little match um, ended and uh, they basically went to the contract signing, which I my wife was sitting right next to me and I was telling her how much I just hate contract signings. I think it's stupid. I've always <laughs> thought they were dumb. To me, a contract signing is like working at a job and then one day, for no particular reason, you get asked to go to the main office so you and one other person can sign a piece of paper saying, yeah, today I get a 15-minute break. Well, yeah, it, that's because that's something we do. I, you guys tell us to take a break, so we take a break. Yeah, no, 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 but this time you need to sign a piece of paper saying you need to take a break. That's kind of stupid. <clears throat> it's dumb when you work for an organization that says you fight this person and that person but you actually have a contract signing as if you have a choice, those are dumb. But I will say this, 
holy crap, Walter talked. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, like he, he spoke, and I was like, all right, this just got interesting. So, And he doesn't, he doesn't have the voice you would expect him to have either. No, he doesn't, but I'm also glad he does have the voice he, he has because I was expecting, you know, maybe a, a little bitty guy talking like this. I'm watching. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's gonna just going to kill how I think about him if that's, if that's the case. And it wasn't. So good job, Walter. Way to talk it up. Well, I, I think okay. I think that'll be a very good match at Takeover. I honestly do. Walter works really well with smaller guys, and Pete Dunn is not. I think it's the ring gear he wears. He's not as big as he comes across, you know. Um, I I don't know. I, I I'm looking forward to it, and uh, it's one of those situations to where I don't care who wins it. If Walter wins it, great. If Pete Dunn holds on to it again, cool. I'm There's going to be a lot of chops and a lot of hyper-extended fingers. Oh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> well, um, before jumping in back into Raw, uh, you and I were briefly talking about, we before we started this, about uh, Asuka. I just wanted to throw out there a couple uh, thoughts on her because I noticed they did add her to the women's uh, battle royal they're doing for WrestleMania. But uh, you are right. You are right. They they really dropped the ball with her. But regardless of them dropping the ball with her, there's nothing they can do at this point. So I think they just need to move on for now and then <clears throat> make it up to her later. Well, I'm expecting that to be Charlotte's big feud after Mania. Um, they got to let Asuka get a win there at some point. Well, I mean, that could maybe also be uh, Oscar could be screwing her over at WrestleMania too. I mean, you know what? I don't think they, with this being the first women's match to main event, I honestly don't know that they'll do shenanigans like that. I honestly don't. Um, I, I think they'll want it to be as clean as possible. The outcome. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to expect with that. And, um, the weirdest thing about that is, is that is from what I've read, Charlotte's first televised win in 2019. Um, so it really begs the question: Why was she added to the match to begin with, and how did she swing a title match with Oscar at all? You know. Yeah, there's there's, there's a lot of shenanigans going on backstage, and I don't know who's running the show right now. I don't know how much of this is Vince's work. I I, I don't know. Oh, I'd say that has Vince booking down to a T. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I I do think that Oscar deserved better than what she got. I'm a fan, and she's older too. She's 37, 38, but she can still. Someone this week called her one of the best women's wrestlers of all time, and I don't think that's wrong. You know. <clears throat> Well, here's here's one thing though. I, I and and I know a lot of people were giving uh, Jr. Uh, a lot of um, hassle over this, but on Jr.'s podcast, he made the comment about she needs to learn to speak English, and they're all like, "Oh, he's being racist." He's be no, 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 no. Look, he might be. I don't care if he is. That's him. That ain't me. But. 
you got to agree if your character can't be understood on the mic, it's going to be very hard to get them over and to keep them over. I mean... I don't know. Yokozuna didn't speak English for like his first six years in the company. You know? Um, right, but what did Yokozuna well, have? He had a manager. Yeah, well, th- I was going to say the same. Undertaker didn't do many of his own promos for the longest time. It was always Brother Love and then Paul Bear, of course. Exactly. He had- Maybe if Oscar, ooh, you know who 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 could have been a good person for Oscar, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, yeah. Um, I would insert Paige as a manager, you know, because Paige is damn good on the mic, and she is. Um, I don't know how people would react to her being a manager for Oscar, though. Well, I'm not just Oscar. She should just be a manager for somebody. Um. I, I, I wouldn't even – if I was going to pair Paige up with someone, I would do it as a storyline where it's like an up-and-comer like Zaya Brookside, who we talked about earlier, who she's kind of a heel manager trying to live vicariously through her client, you know, since she can't wrestle anymore. I don't um, know. I, don't know. I, I really don't know. I basically just surprised they don't got Paige wrestling anymore right now. Honestly, she can't wrestle anymore. She has like a serious neck injury. She had to retire. Right, but so did Daniel Bryant. And as soon as he went to go somewhere else, they said, "Okay, you can wrestle again." But it's kind of different. His was like concussions. Like she had scoliosis to begin with, and she's in kind of like an edge situation where she could one tiny misstep could paralyze her for life uh-huh. she's yeah she's pretty much done i i honestly don't think she could take a bump as a manager you know how managers sometimes get right. their comeuppance i i don't even think she would be clear to do that so yeah i i think she i do agree i think she is done i just hate that she's done yeah i i, I kind of just miss page something about Young, hot British women does it for me. I, I'm, I'm not sure what that is. Maybe that's why I like Zia Brookside so much. I think I think Zia Brookside needs to step it up a little bit, though, because right now just being the little cutie that gets her butt kicked, that only goes so far. But, I mean, she really didn't, though. That match with uh, Rhea Ripley was really good. And, and she glad, got in a lot. And I'm glad it wasn't a squash match because she did do a lot better. But the last match she was in before that was a total squash match. It was. And Rhea Ripley, kind of like the Lesnar match at the Rumble, she didn't even get in her inverted cloverleaf, you know? She had to pull out another move. Right. And she went to, she started to do it, but she got to the ropes too quick. Well, yeah, really. Um, let's jump over to Raw. Um, the show opens up with Rousey coming out. Um, basically, all three of them come out. Um, and they decide to have a beat the clock challenge, which Rousey made the comment, I don't even know what this stupid thing is, but I'm here to do it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, a beat the clock challenge in that context makes no sense. I mean, what are they beating it for? There's no reward. Exactly. There was no reward. And what do they do? They made their competitors look even weaker. 
Really? You're going to use the Riot Squad because you got nobody else you could put them up against? Really? And we, we all, we're all aware of how I feel about burying the Riot Squad. Right. Well. And, and, of course, Ruby Riot versus Charlotte. We all knew how that was going to go, right? Mm-hmm. But she didn't get the win, so she just ran out of time, which is better booking for Ruby than I would have expected, you know? Just based still, recent. Still, to say that you can beat every member of the Riot Squad in under a minute 25 is insulting. I, I'm going to put this out there. I've never liked Beat the Clock Challenges um, because <laughs> you're, you're they're competitors, and they're not always like uh, jobber competitors, but they're basically saying, you know, you can't beat this person. So... <sighs> Like you said, it's just kind of punch to the face of you know whoever, whoever they're, they're going up against. They're going to squash the match because you're not going to have three 15-minute matches in a row to on a beat-the-clock challenge. It's not going to happen. So it's and, just insulting. And then what happens if they lose? I don't know that that's ever happened in a beat-the-clock challenge. Um, and, and I know in kayfabe, I, what, what's the rules there? Does... If someone beats one of the beat the clock participants, do they take their spot? I hate the beat the clock challenge right, concept. Right. I it's virtually there's no point. And at, I mean, this close to WrestleMania, you want to see more, but it's almost like they've completely run out of ideas. They completely run out of stuff to talk about. They're like, crap, what are we going to do? And someone in the back said, eh, throw them in a beat the clock. They're like, sure, why not? And, and then they're going to stick together this week, so. Well, after that match, um, Finn Balor had a match versus Bobby Lashley, and it was supposed to be Leo Rush. It was going to be a handicap match, but then Leo gave his spot up for Jinder Mahal to come out with his two little goons. And also, just like to beat the clock challenge, the match was utterly pointless. Finn Balor won the match. But one what? I mean, if he oh, won, he's getting, say what? He's he's getting a title match at Mania out of it now. Yeah, but I mean that was inevitable anyways. This this whole like, are we gonna just fight Bobby Lashley and Balor like five hundred times back to back to back to back? I mean, it, it's just it's boring. Well, for one thing, I think Finn Balor and Leo Rush could have a very fun match. It wouldn't shock me if that's one of the house show matches that they run. I haven't been to a house show in years. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're doing. Cause I'm assuming Finn's going to win at mania. I, I don't know why they didn't just save that until mania in the first place. I don't know why they decided to play hot potato with the intercontinental title. Um, it's not even exciting right now. Like when the Miz had it, you you either wanted the man to keep it or you wanted to be like, oh, get that bastard. Somebody get that belt from him. That's the kind of excitement you want someone to hold the title. Right now, I love Finn Balor. I mean, who who doesn't love Finn Balor? But I don't care if Finn Balor gets a title or not. I don't. And Bobby Lashley, that dude is a tank, and he should just be like they should form a stable and have him – right there with it and just mowing people down. I mean, 
That dude is a savage. He is huge. And I don't care if he has the IC title right now. I really don't. He's boring to me as well. Do you remember uh, uh, back in the mid to late 90s, um, you had Sean, you were more of a WCW guy, but yeah. you had Sean, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon in a ladder match for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Right. Triple H and The Rock, before they moved in to the main event scene for good, they had wars over the Intercontinental title. The match where Stone Cold broke his neck uh-huh. against Owen Hart, that was actually an Intercontinental title match. Um, so <laughs> that title should be – there's a lot of history there. Um, that belt used to be – once you acquired that belt, that means, hey, you are one step away from the big strap. That was like you- that was like prepping you for greatness. If you secured the IC title, they said, holy crap, this person is a somebody, and they are going to head for the championship next. And also you would have guys that have held the world title go back and win the Intercontinental title. Absolutely. Tri- Triple H won it twice, I believe, maybe three times after he was already like a three-time world champion. Kane won it after being a world champion. Um, well, Jericho, Jericho is probably the best example. He won it like four times after being a world champion, you know? Right, and the, and the belt truly had some prestige to it. It, it. it really, and it went down the drain, and then I believe from the the depths of the, you know, of hell, the Miz, out of all people, pulled it out, polished it off, and said, hey, guys, this belt means something. And I think he really built that belt back up. And then you turn around, and what is it doing right now? Playing hot potato again like it don't matter. You know who I'd like to see get an Intercontinental title run? Who's that? John, John Cena. It's the only singles belt he's never won. Hmm. And then whoever beats John Cena, that gives him a big rub. Let it be an up-and-comer, you know? Uh, That's true. I'll I'll be honest with you. I I know a lot of people have a lot of hate for John Cena. I don't have that hate for him. But um, I get it. It's the same thing with The Rock. You know, once The Rock became a big movie star, he just became a part-timer and was never there. Well, John Cena is still carrying the torch for WWE. He's still pushing the business. So I'll definitely give Cena a lot of credit for what he does for that company. The biggest problem with The Rock was he came back. Him and John Cena had a mediocre match at WrestleMania. And then he ends CM Punk's 434-day title reign with the people's elbow. He doesn't even use the rock bottom, you know. And... CM Punk, of course, got a good match out of him. The problem there was Cena versus Rock 2 didn't need the title, you know? And that's where a lot of the pissed off stuff with The Rock came from. Well. And I'm, I'm of course, a CM Punk mark. But I, I, I don't dislike The Rock either. Um, it's just kind of the same thing. He just didn't need the title, you know? Well, um, the IC belt. I'll put it this way. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania this year for one reason and one reason only. For it to be over with so we can start the next year off 
and try to fix it by next WrestleMania. Well, <laughs> I, I, just keep that hope alive. I, I'm, hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, I will say this. Uh, I've been loving what they've been doing with Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. I do look forward to seeing that match because for once, I feel like Vince pumped the brakes and you're not getting Roman Reigns shoved down your throat. I feel like Roman is human, that he is completely beatable, and he's being beaten right now and having great matches with somebody who is just a savage. And I, I, I like what they've been doing. No, no disagreements here. So I look forward to seeing what they, what they do ahead. Now, um, after Roman and McIntyre had their little promo back and forth moment, uh, the next match was Sasha versus Natalia, which they got disqualified from Nia Jax and Tamina. But I wrote in an exclamation point, Beth Phoenix. Holy crap, she looked good. And she was going in that ring and owning that ring. I mean... And she's two kids in now. Oh my gosh. She was throwing down like she never left. And I, I was very impressed with uh, uh, Beth Phoenix's work there. She's the only person that gets speared by Edge now. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a drum roll. Or a, 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 yeah, I'm going to have to get something going on for that. Um, there, after that match, uh, a little moment of bliss segment hit, and um, okay, so I don't like what they've been doing with Braun Strowman, like making him into some evil heel, just over the two comedians from Saturday Night Live. Um, all right, whatever, but uh, I did find it interesting that. Colin Jost and uh, Michael Che are going to be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Tournament. That's that's uh, kind of interesting. I mean, it's it's a it's gimmicky, it's a joke, but I still uh, find that humorous. Well, I I find uh, Colin and uh, Jost and Che funny. I don't know if you watch Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, but they're hilarious. Oh, their weekend update is a riot. Really, it is. My my favorite one they ever did was right after what happened at Charlottesville. They had Tina Fey on there, and uh, <laughs> she went to the University of Virginia, uh, and she goes, "Racism's always bad, Colin. I don't care what you say." <laughs> and he's like, "I I don't say that." <laughs> <laughs> and it just cracked because he he does those facial expressions so good. What I like about them in this scenario we'll get back to braun in a sec is they seem to know the business i think jay is a big wrestling fan and that helps because right. they they're playing the heel uh wishy-washy face dynamic really well between the two of them a lot better than a lot of celebrities have in the past and so i appreciate that aspect well, okay. of it uh, colin joe um to me what he is doing is no difference in what Elias is doing, and it and it's really I'm I'm enjoying it because he's basically saying, let's see how many insults I can throw out without 
looking like I'm trying to insult you, but at the same time, I am. You know, like wearing a New York hat in Boston. Like, <laughs> he's just asking for it. It's I, good comedy. I, I like it. Obviously, they don't have a snowball's chance in hell. No, no. In the Battle Royal. And, of course, Braun's going to just throw them both out of the ring and stomp on their heads. But, you know what? I'm looking more forward than that to that than I am most of the matches at WrestleMania. And that's sad. You know who – I'm going to do another CM Punk name drop here. Do you know who had the best Boston, New York uh, thing going of all time? It was CM Punk. He wore New York Yankees tights, hmm. uh, pinstripe tights to a match in Boston. And, oh, man, it was hot that night. <laughs> <laughs> and back to Braun, I, I don't mind what they're doing with him in this. For one, he could show up on Saturday Night Live because they are in New York, you know, well, New Jersey. And I think he would be hilarious on that. Um, yeah, I just, I don't like that out of nowhere he's a bad guy. Like, it don't, to I don't me, even, I don't even think he's really a bad guy per se. He just doesn't like those two particular. Yeah. Okay, he, his whole character has been acting like it's that time of the month. Like, suddenly, those two guys from Saturday Night Live are that offensive that you want to just destroy them. Really? It's it's, well, too, it's too over the top. Well, it was built on Joe's asking if wrestling was even real. So, I, I guess that's kind of understandable. Although, he did choke him for an entire commercial break, which you think would border, be borderline assault. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, Randy Orton also committed arson on national television, and no one cared about that. So, Yeah, that's true. And can we uh, talk about Alexa Bliss for a minute? Yeah, let's talk about Alexa Bliss. I like Alexa Bliss. I, I'm enjoying her training videos where she's doing all kinds of flippy shit. But can we please stop with the thirsty Alexa stuff? Come on, man. She doesn't have to swoon over every dude that comes on <clears throat> a moment of and the only way it would be acceptable if it ends with her somehow ending up in a kayfabe relationship with Otis, you know, well, that's the only way I would be honest here, though. You really got to think about this. She's got to do something because there's a lot of talent that see WWE's worked so hard to get away from the whole diva time where it's not just, you know, women in bra and panty matches uh, that didn't have any skills, that just had big breasts and, and legs and ass, they have tried to really bring in quality. And they succeeded. But now, slowly, they're bringing more of that back into it. And when you have people running around like Liv Morgan and Mandy Rose, and you look at a lot of them, that are going to be coming up from NXT and NXT UK, there is a surplus of women who fit the old narrative. So I think well, if, we're being... if Alexa can't wrestle right now, she better do something to stay relevant. If we're being honest in that regard, <laughs> Bailey's might be the fittest. Uh, she's got junk for days and her ring gear kind of hides her other assets, but, that girl thick, man. Yeah, but that girl ba- the problem with Bailey is she's super babyface, and 
once she drops that title with Sasha, Bailey's going to have a hard time becoming relevant for a long time because uh, she uh, she's just super baby face. So I, I see uh, once they drop those titles, Bailey taking a break. Well, I wasn't even saying it in that regard. I was just doing the contrast that, yeah, they don't do the um, uh, the puppies, let's just call it the puppies stuff anymore, like from back in the day, but that's one of the thickest, thickest women I've ever had. True. So. True. Well, uh, after, after the Braun Strowman um, skit they did, they went into one of Angle's final matches, um, and it was versus Samoa Joe, which I was, I wrote down on my notes as usual, like, meh, it was an all right match, because what, what do you, what do you expect? Right now, Angle's either going to win all of his matches, or he's going to win, or get disqualified, or, you know, they're going to try to put him over as much as possible on his way out the door, so... And he's barely molded at this point. It is what uh. it is. I, I don't, I mean, I, I trust me, I'm a big mark for Kurt Angle. I always have been. Um, he's one of my favorites of all time. Um, easily, easily. And if you talk to, I mean, you, you look at any documentaries, um, talk to anybody who knows anything about wrestling, Kurt Angle, like there's very few people that can be compared to Kurt Angle as far as him being a real-life wrestler coming from the outside world into the WWE world and totally just picking it up, like, immediately. Um, he has always been complimented on how quick he just, you know, took onto the business. So And he's legit, too. A legend. He took down Brock Lesnar in a fight, a, a legit shoot yes, fight. a legit fight backstage, him and Brock Lesnar, and he beat Brock Lesnar. Now, he didn't say... It was easy because he said Brock Lesnar was a beast, but he legit beat him, and that's that should count for something. It lasted fifteen minutes, I think they said. How long they tussled? Well, after the Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle match, um, Triple H <laughs> cuts another another promo over the Batista thing, which blah blah blah. Batista's talking to him, I think, remotely. Well, I, I don't care. I get it. They're going to fight at WrestleMania. Nothing more literally needs to be said about that. It really doesn't. That's um, not true. That is not true. He referenced the damn Spice Girls. He's got to get credit for that. Okay, I'll give you that. Triple H was mocking Batista and literally quoted wannabe from the Spice Girls, and that was actually quite humorous. But aside from that, it was... A promo that doesn't really need to be gone into. Which, um, okay. <laughs> Drew McIntyre had a, another match versus Dean Ambrose. Um, Everybody thought he was gone. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's not gone yet, but I still, I still anticipate him being gone before long. But during that match, <laughs> McIntyre ends up winning. Um... That match really wasn't a very good one either, and I put in there, in my my only other standout notes is I hate kendo sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate kendo sticks? They're just so damn boring. It's it's it. 
I've been hit with a kendo stick, and okay, does a kendo stick hurt? Yes, a kendo stick hurts. So I am not saying that a kendo stick does not hurt. You know what else hurts? Wiffle ball bats. You know what else hurts? Fly swatters, belts. Uh, you know, yeah, I get it. It hurts, but quit hitting people with collapsible, foldable, flimsy bamboo weaponry. It just, to me, it's like you might as well have had a giant straw. I just hate <laughs> kendo sticks. They just bore the shit out of me. So I just, I do not care about kendo sticks. But if you like kendo sticks, I apologize. No, I don't let's care. Move, let's move on to SmackDown. SmackDown Live. And it's kind of funny. This close to WrestleMania, my notes are getting smaller and smaller because there's not much more to say about some of these events that occur. And as usual, I want to throw this out into the ether. I'm watching 90% of this stuff all after it is done, aired, and it's on Hulu. So if I am missing any matches, please, I if, if there's a way I can look at it, go back and watch it or look it up on YouTube, I'll check it out. If there's something that stands out, leave comments in the group, guys. Let me know because I'm not trying to ignore any other matches. It's just this is what what I'm doing, you know, what I'm going off of, people. So work with me here. Well, and I don't because I don't take notes. So, <laughs> well, I was Smash actually going to ask, was that all that happened on Raw that week? Because I legit all that happened on Raw that week. Because a lot of the promos and a lot of the talking, they really stretched it out. And I don't take a lot of notes on these long-winded promos because I don't care. I got the message. Like, for example, um, New Day opened with a promo at SmackDown. And as they came out, it ran for a bit. And then Vince was like, okay, fine. You guys have a gauntlet match. And if you win it, then Kofi goes to WrestleMania. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, it is what it is. So, after that match, they brought out Charlotte Flair and Asuka. And, and, and Flair's like, I hate that they said that, that I'm not relevant or I'm not special or I'm not blah, blah, blah. So, I'm going to show you. And she had a title match with Asuka out of nowhere. And Charlotte won. Um, I literally <laughs> heard all over, it was funny, um, all over Facebook that night, my feeds were blowing up. What the F, what the F, what the F and F, what the F did I just watch? And I'm like, whoa, what am I missing? And I was <laughs> like, ah, I get it. I see why people are so upset. And the match wasn't even a good match. It wasn't a squash match, but it wasn't a... Come on now, Asuka deserved more than going down the way she did. Yeah, she just, for whatever reason, they book her to not be able to beat Charlotte. Um, Charlotte ended her undefeated streak in WWE at WrestleMania last year. Did you see um, what CNN, or was it Sports it was Sports Center? Did you see what Sports Center did to Charlotte? That was so damn funny. Mm-mm. Um, they had Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte on Sports Center, and this legit happened. And Charlotte was pretty pissed about it, but I thought it was kind of funny myself. <clears throat> it it had 
like Ronda Rousey, current women's champion or whatever, and then it had Charlotte, and it was like winner of this year's Royal Rumble, and it said Charlotte, Ric Flair's daughter. (laughs) She's like, Um, I have some accolades too, which I'm sorry, that's funny. That is so damn funny. Ric Flair's daughter. (laughs) So whoever's in in charge of sports center that day I, I sir or ma'am I salute you I I've sports in years I, I don't either but come on that is hilarious um you know how pissed she had to be seeing that Rick Flair's daughter that's all you got to say about her Rick Flair's daughter <laughs> well after that match and the world was going what the hell just happened Kurt Angle came out to have a bit of a dream match with AJ Styles. And I'm like, huh, this could be interesting. And the match starts off and it starts going pretty well. And then it gets disqualified when Randy Orton runs out and RKO's AJ Styles. Yeah. um, That was weird booking. I thought, and then Kurt angle gets to do his angle slam on Randy Orton. And it it wasn't good. Yeah. It was just, and then, and then after that, so you're disgusted from Charlotte. You're disgusted from this match that just happened with Angle. But then The Miz comes out, and you're like, oh, there's hope yet. He runs a promo about blah, blah, blah. I don't like you, Shane. Blah, blah, blah. You were bad to my dad. Blah, blah, blah. I want a false count every anywhere match at WrestleMania. Okay, so this isn't getting any better. This SmackDown is just not... Well, at least we got the gauntlet match. So the gauntlet match starts up. No, no, I, I, I have something to say about Miz real quick. Go ahead. The Miz is not somebody that should be beating up tag teams and stables single-handedly. Come the hell on. And I don't even dislike the Miz, but seriously, Sanity's out there, the colognes and security guards, and he beats them all up. The Miz, are you kidding me? The Miz, the, he he's like two months removed from being one of the biggest chicken shit, chicken shit heels ever, and he's beating up stables single handedly. Of stables of huge guys, the two other guys besides Eric Young and Sanity are not small guys, you know. But, but he's charged with the power of anger over his father being smacked around and belittled. And uh. I, I lost. I lost my damn train of thought. That's how. I, I thought I, the same thing I, too when I saw him coming out there. I'm like, there is no way he's getting through these guys. And he went through him like a knife through hot butter. Yep, sure did. I mean, I mean, I, at bad. least Sam got on television for the first time in like five months. So, not the best way. Aware of this, but Eric Young has a show on the uh was it discovery i think it's a discovery channel um eric young actually has like an extreme like like fishing show or or like a wildlife show it's kind of random yeah and that's why i wonder if he's the reason he's not being shown a lot because he's got other obligations that he can't be full-time right now I, I personally just think Vince doesn't care about him. He doesn't like stables to begin with. So Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. Well, I'm, despite the fact that Degeneration X is going in the Hall of Fame as a group this year and one of the most influential stables of all time, and ugh, yeah, I, but you gotta admit, you you remember, you were there, um, you know, you remember in history our our lives. When DX hit, everybody's wearing those damn DX shirts. Everybody was doing the suck it thing. Everybody, that was the hottest thing ever. And everybody was on that bandwagon. I mean, it was just, that's, I think that is a very much earned uh, trip into the Hall of Fame. I think they, they earned it. Every bit earned it. Oh, I wasn't saying it because of that. I was just, I don't understand Vince's aversion to stables when there's proof that stables can be very popular. I mean, there were a lot of stables around that. It wasn't just DX. You had the Nation of Domination. You had right. Lost Perquas. You had the uh, – what were the other ones? The Disciples of Apocalypse with cha- Chains and other people. And there were stables all over the place. Then you went into the Corporation and then the Ministry of Darkness and then the Corporate Ministry. And then in WCW, you had NWO and Wolfpack. And you had, and had uh, the and Latino Order. Yeah, WCW unfortunately really jumped the shark once they uh, everybody was in NWO. It was it was just too much. <clears throat> but no, right. uh, that's uh, I'm, I'm glad their DX is going in. They definitely deserve it. Um, but uh, you know the gauntlet match kicks off. And uh, we talked about them briefly, but uh, <laughs> Gallows and Anderson were the first two guys out in the gauntlet match. That was a squash. Oh, I, I think that was an understatement. I think Vince was like, okay, you guys are heading out. Cool. I'm going to give you the worst match you've had since you've been here. <sighs> I wasn't into that. It was, it was bad. It was, a, it was more than a squash. It was just total devastation. And then... The next next people was Shinsuke and Rusev, which honestly, every time I see Shinsuke fight, I kind of feel the same way I do with Asuka. I just I feel sad. I'm like, man, this guy was king of the world. Now he is tagging with Rusev, which don't I'm, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying Rusev isn't a person that shouldn't be you know promoted, but I just well he's definitely Say what? He's definitely a person. Well, it's the fact that Shinsuke, it's like they just stuck him with somebody randomly and they don't have the same charisma. Like, it's it, it was almost the same way as Ricochet and Aleister Black got thrown together, but at least they have charisma together. Yeah, they actually work really well as a team together. So, um, they just, There was just no reason to turn Rusev heel again. No. We've talked about that before. None, none at all. So Shinsuke and Rusev lost that match, and then they, of course, beat up on um, uh, New Day afterwards because they were mad they lost, which is kind of out of their character. And then the bar came next, which we knew the bar were going to lose. <clears throat> so the bar, they, they wrestled with them. They lost. Then the Usos came out. And the Usos basically forfeited their round because they they supported Kofi and they supported New Day, which was that was kind of different. That was kind of like, all right. 
I love I love that actually. I remember you sending me the link for that, and I was like, okay, this is uh quite interesting. And they ended up fighting um, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. And okay, I'm sorry that count out that they had to win that with. I would have like liked if uh, Big E would have done something like real crazy, like actually put the table on Rowan. It was leaned up against the wall, and Rowan like had a little cave in there. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming they did that because the storyline this week will be, you know, they didn't actually beat us. It was a count out, so it didn't really count. You know, kind of like how Bianca Belair is still calling herself undefeated by despite having a clean loss to Shayna Baszler, and I, I don't know. But that was the end of the gauntlet match. So SmackDown, for the first time for me in several months, I think was a total bust. Like, overall, the show as a whole was D minus. So I didn't. At at this point, well, you kind of see it on NXT right now, too. It's they've kind of slowed down the actual matches and there's more storytelling through vignettes and promos as we get closer to Mania. I, I think that's just kind of what's happening right now. You don't want anybody getting hurt right before Mania. That's true. So. That's No, that's the last thing you need is someone getting legit injured before WrestleMania. Now, afterwards, um, well... I haven't determined whether or not it's actually after or not, but 205 Live um, only had two matches. The first match, which I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's some humor in this first match and I'll tell you why. Um, my wife is not a wrestling fan. She doesn't hate it. She just hopes she never watches wrestling again for the rest of her life. So with that being said, she's busy doing her own thing and I'm watching wrestling and she looks up at the most inopportune times all the time. So she sees Lucha House Party come out and she sees the two, you know, Grand Metallic and uh, um, Lince Dorado holding pinatas while Kalisto's got the noisemaker. And my wife is like, what the hell is this? Are they not just like, they are so mocking, you know, this, their heritage. And I said, well, if you really want to laugh about it, I said, if you want to take it a step further, I'm pretty sure one's Brazilian and one's from Puerto Rico and one's from Mexico, so they're not even remotely close to being the same uh, luchador style. And uh, I, I will correct that is Lince Dorado is from Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. I think Grand Metallic's from Mexico and Kalisto's uh, from Chicago. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny but then so my wife briefly sees this and they walk up and she puts her head back down and then the next group comes out so who comes out oh Drew Gallick Humberto Carrillo and Jack Gallagher and what do you see oh you see Drew Gallick in his Apollo Creed shorts along with the Stars and Stripes flag just waving in the back on the screen. And my wife's like, okay, 
this isn't offensive as hell. I'm like, what? She's like, oh, okay, so we're going to have Stars and Stripes versus the Mexicans. And I'm like, oh, uh, no, 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 no. That's not what they're doing. But from her point of view, I totally get that. So I kind of, I had to chuckle a little bit because she's totally, it, 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 if you don't know the context, I can see how offensive that would be. I mean, legit looks like, oh, America <laughs> versus the Mexicans. Well, not in, in fairness. In, in fairness, Humberto Carrillo is Mexican himself, so. And Jack Gallagher fight out British, but the point is, it, it they weren't flying a Union Jack flag. They weren't flying Mexico's flag. They had a big American flag while he's wearing big American flag shorts versus the Mexicans. That's that's all she's seen. So. <laughs> There's there's humor in this, okay, folks. There's there's some humor in it. It's not humorous, but it is. I actually just go with it. I it, it's kind of weird when you tell people that don't watch wrestling that you do, and you kind of have to think, well, what would I even say? Like, what would I recommend to say? You know, you should watch this or that. And I can never really come up with anything. Well, furthermore, I, mean, I got like. I, I can tell you, like, my wife will be watching, and as usual, she never watches, but she'll always look up at the just the wrong time, always, where things are way out of context, and she's like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. This is so dumb. And and I want to argue with her, but a lot of times I can't. Like, I, 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 tr- I want to, but it's like, oh, no, 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 really, really, uh, uh, Braun Strowman really does tear up cars in his spare time. Or no, wait, no, that that don't sound good. Um, you know, there's nothing that I can say to where it doesn't save face with watching this. So it is funny. I was thinking about starting a new segment just called "Shit My Wife Says." <laughs> <laughs> well, Lucha House Party won that match. Um, the only thing I'm going to point out about that match is it looks like they are completely building up uh, Humberto or Umberto or however the hell you say his name. Um, looks like they're building him up to battle with Drew Gallick. Yeah, or Jack Gallagher, one or the other. I, I honestly I don't really understand the storyline at all. Yeah, you got I'm, two hills trying to train a face how to be a bad guy. That's what it looks like to me right now. Well, they're trying to get them to stop doing Lucha Libre stuff. That's their whole thing is we don't do flippy shit. So why are they trying to uh, corrupt a guy who is basically flippy shit? Right. Personified. I mean, he's not ricochet flippy, but most people aren't. Right. That's Um, another level right there. I, I... the, the, it's never made sense to me from the beginning. Um, I, I'm a big Jack Gallagher fan, by the way. Um, oh, me too, me too. I, uh, the only thing is he overdoes some of his moves sometimes, and I think they need to be more of uh, uh, an occasional thing. Like the whole and, – and I can't pick on him because every wrestler does it, but he's got like three major moves that he does that – happens every match and it it's like if he doesn't do those three moves you don't know what you're watching 
and one is that little ring post headstand he does with the feet. Um, the second move is he always pulls that headbutt, which that headbutt is savage. And the third thing is how he ties people up in a retarded pretzel that they can't figure out how to get out of. I always hated that move. That That's really dumb, I think. So, I don't know. You still with me? He's a dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was listening to you. Diatribe. <laughs> All right. So. I didn't know if I turned right. the volume too low or, or what I did. Nope, I was just listening. But uh, being I a, like Jack Gallagher. I really do. I was being a good guest. <laughs> you got to let the host get what they're wanting to talk about in. Uh, uh, <clears throat> well, after after that match, they did a match with Arya Davari versus Cedric Alexander, and it's to be who's going to be the first person to take on the winner of the Cruiserweight Championship, which I after WrestleMania, so I really don't even care about, like, Aria Davari won that match, but I, I... I didn't even realize that was a stipulation. Yeah, that was the whole point but. of that match, <laughs> whoever wins that match gets first crack at a title shot after WrestleMania. Hmm, that'll be... And I guess, is uh, Oni working on 205 Live now, or... Well, he, What's going was, on? he was there, and he caused um, Cedric to – he distracted him, so he got the loss. But yes. I, I don't know. I, I think that that was just a dumb they, – they could have put so many other people over. I mean, if they're going to just do two matches, they could have worked another match in. They didn't need to do that match now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll probably happen. Maybe it happens the – very next 205 Live. I don't know. So. I mean, if it would have been Cedric and Oni Lorcan again, I would have been cool with that too. Oh, yeah. Uh, as much Oni Lorcan as we can get, the better. You know? Uh, right now, I'm a big I agree. All right. Well, NXT. Um, NXT started off with a wonderful promo with. Uh, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Um, it uh, it was okay. I, I take it or leave it. Oh, speaking of shows that uh, my wife happens to be watching or just looking up at the wrong time, this was sure a good one. Why's that? Well, so she's watching the the promo that they cut and she's like wow these guys are horrible actors i'm like well this is their their you know their promo their performance center trainees and she's like oh okay well she's like so they can get better which you know i'm, I'm not going to argue gargano and and cole with her on that because they actually they're not that they're, they're pretty good so i'm not going to sit there and argue that with her but yeah Adam Cole's probably one of the best promos in the company now. So. If you've never heard of the Velveteen Dream and you look up and see him come out, like, I'm, I'm going to skip ahead real quick. There was a match where Riddle was versed, uh, versus uh, Kona Reeves. And halfway through the match, Velveteen, Velveteen Dream's music hits. And two women drag him out on a couch 
worried yeah. about in a goblet. And my wife looks up just at that moment, and she's like, what in the blue hell is going on? And I, <laughs> I got no defense. I'm like, uh, well, that Velveteen dream sure is silly. Like, <laughs> I, had, I had nothing. <laughs> yeah, that, that one's kind of hard to explain. Vel, Velveteen dream as a character in general would be hard to explain. Well, kind of like Goldenstein's prime. I kind of told her, I was like, um, this is the WWE's way of dipping their toes in the water of a character who is blatantly not heterosexual. <laughs> like, they don't really touch on it, but it's like they're trying to dabble in it. Kind of like, like you said, like a gold dust character. Because they don't want to come out and say oh, this guy's fully gay, and then them take any kind of heat or or uh, not heat, you know what I mean? Like, they don't they don't want to try it yet, but they're kind of dabbling in it a little bit. Because obviously from some stuff they've done with the women, they're, they're trying to warm the universe up to the concept of that. Meanwhile, AEW is just going, woo, we don't care, we'll do it all. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. I, I don't know if that's what they're trying to do. I, I don't think Patrick Clark is gay. I mean, if he is, I don't, you know, me. Uh, well, I don't, you know, I, I honestly don't care. I, I don't care at all if he is. It, it's relevant because if the dude can wrestle, which he can, that's all I care about. I was in the military and all that mattered to me was that if it came down to it, that they're shooting their guns the same direction I'm shooting my gun. That's all that matters. Well, you were in a service where you guys called each other semen, so. Yeah, that's true, but that's that's whole, yeah. <coughs> you know, there was a, was a CB, guy. So I, I get a pass. You were a CB? I didn't know that. Yep, I was a Navy CB. Uh, we, uh, I, I was never on an actual ship. Hmm. I'll be damned. That's what, uh, there was another guy from Patoka that was a CB. Kind of weird to have two from the same town. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. After the show, we'll go into it more. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, well, and I, I honestly don't mind. Uh, WWE kind of needs to do a positive LGBTQ character. Agreed. Um, th their most exposure to it was either Mickey being a lesbian stalker of Trish Stratus, Billy and Chuck faking getting married. I, I honestly don't remember that line well. Well, here's the thing or, with Billy and Chuck, though. Billy and Chuck, they made it into a joke. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a, a serious thing. It was a, oh, these guys are such great partners that they could be real partners, right? The Mickey James stalker thing, they, they hinted at a little bit, but they didn't really dive into anything um and then there was the of course don marie blackmailing tori wilson into a night of lesbian hotel sex so yeah it, they're they're it's not good but i'm certain after they did that there was some backlash from it i guarantee there was um because i got during that time period it still wasn't as accepted as everything is today. That's why I said, you still there? Yeah. 
Oh, it sounded like he hung up. That's why I said um, when it looked like they were going to do Bailey and Sasha as a, I, I don't know what, if that was just bad acting or what it was, but it kind of looked like they were leading that way. I, I was they were there for a while too. I was fully supportive of that because you really can't get two more positive, you know, role models for kids than Bailey and Sasha. And I honestly, I don't, cause what's her name? Um, Mandy Rose's buddy. Uh, oh, uh, DeVille. Yeah. Sonia DeVille. She's gay. And you know, she's actually gay. And I honestly don't mind them not using people that are actually gay for that because, um, you know, well, here's the thing. Um, there's been a lot of men and women wrestlers throughout the years who were gay. Um, I'd say there's a lot more that we just don't know about as right. it stands. And honestly, okay, case in point, Neville. That dude ne is a machine. Neville's gay? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. That, that dude... But it doesn't. It never mattered, and it still doesn't matter. Why? Because the dude is a machine. That the the orientation should never matter. It should never. And and if you're offended by that, I I mean, hey, that's that's that. You can be offended by whatever you want to be offended by. You know what I'm saying? Like to anybody who's listening, if you you don't have to agree with something, that's fine. And and all I'm saying is this show right here. I, I want this show to really talk about what matters the most, and that is the actual entertainment value of what we are watching. I want to talk about, you know, the skills, the matches, the presentation, the, the you know, the, the entry, the, the, the mic skills, the, the overall perception of how things are going. I, I, that's what's important to me. Orientation matters none and it shouldn't matter to anybody and if it does hey that's fine you have the option to not watch said programming just as you have the option to not listen to this podcast i'm not trying to push anybody away and i'm not trying to accommodate everybody either this is just how i feel and i believe we are all entitled to our opinions so if you are against all of this, that that's on you, and that's 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 for you. I'm not gonna, I'm not here to judge anybody, but I'll tell you what I will judge. I'll judge all day long a crappy wrestling performance. So I don't care if you're gay or not gay, or I, I don't care. But if you are a horrible performer, <coughs> cough cough, Charlotte, I'm gonna complain. And complain and complain all day long about your no selling abilities. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, after after oddly, oh, go ahead. It's oddly that you mentioned Charlotte there because there's been rumors about her and Becky for years. So <laughs> odd. Yeah. I don't believe personally, but um, there are rumors. Well, she's uh, if that's the case, then. That'll be about the only thing she's ever sold. She's actually dating, um, what's his name now? Uh, Almas. 
And apparently, Becky and Seth Rollins have been spending a lot of time together. I've been seeing some articles about uh, Becky and Seth Rollins hanging out. So, uh... And actually, there was a post on Twitter, and it said uh, Seth hanging out with his Irish buddy, and I figured it was just you know him, another one of him and Becky. But no, it was him and Finn, and they were working out. Can we just kind of – Finn's basically – anthropomorphic ab at this point you know yeah. um uh he's older than us and you know he, <laughs> he he's got <sighs> what's the best way to say this we have a lot of body fat between us our, our bmi is not good probably well, Finn Balor I think they've checked it before and I think he's got the same body fat percentage as a piece of paper so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he, he, it, he does a really job working out. It, it kind of makes you uh, feel like a lazy fat fuck. Uh, <laughs> we get one a show. Yeah, we get one a show. Something like that. I mark them all as explicit just in case. <laughs> um, so um, after the uh, um, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole promo, it led into a tag team match between. Vanessa and Aaliyah and Lacey Lane and Kaylee Catanzaro. Casey Catanzaro. Who's dating Ricochet? Oh, is that who's dating Ricochet? Yeah, and if they have kids, kids basically going to be born a damn ninja. Uh, well, um, that match was okay, but then Baszler comes in and stops the match and does, you know, messes the match up, and she's like, yeah, I'm. I'm Baszler, and I'm going to beat everybody up, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, gosh, I'm so done with her. So, after that was... She has another... She's another one that has a voice that doesn't match her uh, personality. She sounds like a school teacher. Which one um, is that? Sorry. Shayna Baszler. Baszler. She's got such a soft, you know, soft, uh, uh, passive voice. So. Oh, I'm trying to think of who she reminds me of, and, I, and the other day I, I, I remembered uh, seeing a, a picture, and I think uh, I, she reminds me of uh, a female boogeyman. Female boogeyman. I think think it's anything. Oh, did you see someone? Someone photoshopped Charlotte into the Momo character, the Momo meme. <laughs> you know the right the the thing that. It's been warning their kids about that's probably a bunch of bull crap. It is. Um, yeah. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they turned Charlotte into Momo. Uh, well. Poor Charlotte. Uh, rightfully so. Well, uh, the Matt Riddle match versus Kono Reeves, which I've seen an article already. So, once again, I don't know when they taped the show, but uh, I guess that Kona, Kona Reeves uh, is already injured and on the injury list right now. So. It looks like again for a while. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I honestly, I forgot he was even in NXT. <laughs> uh, well, okay, I'm, so, I'm not laughing. So, which I I told her I would, I would say this, but so Matt Riddle comes out, and then Bro. Kona Reeves comes out, and my wife says, "So what is this? The Battle of the Barbie Boy matches?" And I'm like, "All right." She's like, you can use that too. So, there you go. I said it. Barbie, like, is in Ken? 
Yeah, they look like two Ken dolls walking out. Like, just I don't know. I I just went with it. Uh, See, I would I would compare Matt Riddle more to Louis Piccoli from Fast Times. Actually, so. you, you know what my uh, six-year-old said? She said uh, he looks like Tarzan. Hmm, that's a good one too. And I said, yeah, especially with the no shoes. Right, no shoes, just the just the shorts and the lanky legs and the hair. And I was like, you know what? That's very accurate. But I, I just love his gimmick, so I can't wait to see uh, that match at uh, Takeover. After after their match, uh, Matt Riddle won that match. Um, there was a match with Ricochet and Aleister Black versus the Forgotten Sons and the Dusty Classic Finals. Yep. Yeah. And Ricochet and Black won, so they're going to WrestleMania versus the War Raiders. So I'm wondering if they are going to capture the titles. If they're not going to capture the titles, I'm, I'm just curious because I think for them to not capture the titles would be kind of weird considering all the work they have put into going into uh, building them up for the past three months of them being a tag team. I, I honestly don't think they will. Um, I, I think they're going to be main roster permanently after Mania. Um, I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked to see them on different brands either. Um, just to, I, I don't think they're a long-term tag team. I could be wrong, though. I, I don't I have don't, any inside sources. Or they could get the titles and still keep doing what they're doing. I, I don't. I, I enjoy seeing them together. That's that's all that really matters to me is I enjoy. But aren't they wrestling the revival at WrestleMania as well? Uh, I think they are actually. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure. I have to look that up. I. That's how little I care about WrestleMania right now. Is I don't even know all the matches because about any match that gets announced, you just roll your eyes. So, you know who Rock's last WrestleMania match was against? Who's that? Eric Rowan. Huh. Little fun fact. Or a fact, at least. Whether it's fun or not, it's up to the eye of the beholder. <laughs> well, that's a, I, I, that's all the shows I've covered. Um, I... I've been paying attention to some of the um, messages people have been posting in all these different wrestling groups. I've been seeing their thoughts. I know, as I said before, there's a lot of hatred going through for uh, Charlotte and and that whole deal. And a lot of people are upset about that. Um, You know, there's a lot of people teasing coming back to WWE. There's... um, I don't know uh, what they're planning on doing after WrestleMania. I don't know what they're going to do to shock people during WrestleMania as well. Because to uh, the matches are so bad, I, I don't. I really can't expect anything. Uh, I'm not expecting anything crazy, honestly. I don't know if "bad's" the right word. Um, different, maybe. It, it's nice to see Kofi in a main event of Mania. Or, or fight, not in the main event, but going for the WWE title at Mania. You probably wouldn't have guessed that six months ago. So oh, absolutely not, absolutely not, not at all. Um, 
And there's some saying that Baron Corbin might just be a red herring, and it'll be John Cena versus Angle. Um, but some which, people are even saying, was that not the plan all along? Like, were they really just trying to throw Corbin out there to throw everybody off? Because think about this. If they would announce John Cena in the beginning, all the people that trolled John Cena would have been like, oh my gosh, of course he gets a WrestleMania match. Of course this happens, of course. But then, think about this. What would get people to cheer for John Cena? Oh, let, let's put someone worse than John Cena where everybody hates. So then when you announce John Cena, they'll be like, oh, thank God. I don't know if that would apply there, because that actually makes sense. That's uh, Cena with, uh, Angle was Cena's first match, you know. Oh, no, so what there's... I'm saying is that makes perfect sense, but I think a lot of people, there's so many people that still troll John Cena that to capitalize on the maximum appreciation value of John Cena, I can see them pulling this. You know what's weird about John Cena is just he's weird himself. He's just a weird guy, you know. Um, there was a story that came out the other day that he accidentally – uh, ignored one of Kevin Owens' kids, and I, I guess, well, I, I don't know if Kevin Owens has more than one kid. Um, but anyhow, to apologize, he later has several kids, though. Yeah, yeah, he, he's got an above ground pool. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd forgot about that. But anyhow, that to apologize, John Cena wrote him a handwritten two page letter. I, I don't know if it was. Um, front to back, or if it was two separate pages, that's kind of a waste of paper. If not, come on. <laughs> but anyhow, so he's just a weird dude in general. Um, I mean, he's funny. Did you see the uh, Bumblebee? No. Oh, I strong. Well, you know me; I'm a big Transformers guy, but still, I highly recommend it. He's hilarious in that. He's funny um, just about everything he's in, though. Yeah, the drug dealer and sisters. <laughs> even even uh, Cockblockers, he is good in that too. Oh, I haven't seen Cockblockers. Uh, he's there's there's a scene in that that's that's hilarious. You definitely gotta check it out. Uh, and he was funny in Trainer too. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, I look like I ate Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> so I do want to take a second and uh, talk about a couple things um, before we get out of here. Um, as usual, our show is now being sponsored by pixelnerd.ca. We got a sponsor? I didn't know that. Yes. Well, Keith Olson, who is the mastermind behind Pixel Nerd, uh, does a lot of work with graphics. He does a lot of work with website design. He does a lot of work with, uh, building a logo, uh, doing copy work. Uh, there's... A lot of things he does. So if you check out his site at pixelnerd.ca, which is also posted on our Facebook group, check him out if he needs some work done. This guy is who built our page. And last week, SoOverWrestling.com officially launched. So you can go to SoOverWrestling.com to get the latest podcasts. Um, you can get um, there is the list. I want to talk about the list real quick. The list is a email sign up that will get you weekly emails that will tell you 
about shows that are coming out. It'll tell about contests, because guess what, folks? We will be running contests, but I need your help. We just also, um, I've got them made. I have t-shirts now. Who wants a free t-shirt? Ah, very easy to get one. All you have to do is sign up for the email list. And once you sign up, you will see what I'm talking about because I have some instructions on how to get a free t-shirt. So visit us at, at sooverwrestling.com. If you need some work done, check out pixelnerd.ca and let's grow this. Uh, well, I need some more people, guys. If uh, you guys want to have some contest and get some free swag and, and get something out of this, then I need your help. Got anything you want to throw in there, Tex? Nope. Sounds good to me. Bro. Bro. I've got to download some sound files because that one I'm definitely downloading. Um, I'm also going to download. Um, I got to get Batista's. Give it to me. Give me what I want. Give it to me. So I, I got to get. <laughs> I got to get that one because that's just too funny. So, um, man, keep keep sending us some uh, requests, suggestions, information, anything, guys. Please. The more you interact with us, the more we can give back to you. Also, uh, one last thing. I do want to throw this out there. Starting in, I want to say, the end of May, probably June, I plan on running a second show through the middle of the week. What's on this show, you ask? Well, let me tell you. This show is going to be either maybe an interview with a wrestler, like an independent wrestler. It could be a uh, recap of something that we've seen on SmackDown or Raw. It could be, um, hey, I'm all about reaching out to you guys and getting you guys on the show. I could have some fans join me on a podcast and we could find something to talk about. I don't, I don't even care what we talk about. I could get you on the show and then you could share it with your friends and show that you've been on a podcast. How cool is that? The name of this game is Help Me Help You. So, that being said, um, I don't have anything else. Hold on a sec. What? Was that, was that a Jerry Maguire reference? Yes, it was. Ten points yes. for Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, that's a mixed reference right there. Oh, yes. We're, we're going deep with our nerdisms tonight. Oh, and oh, now that we're into that, before we go, Dumbledore was a total heel. Can we just all admit that? It didn't matter what Slytherin did. It didn't matter what Hufflepuff did. It didn't matter what Ravenclaw did. Gryffindor was going to get the points. You know? Um, he's the OG authority figure. And, yeah. I, I just had to get that off my chest. Ten points to Gryffindor. Well, if you read the books, you will see that, yes, he actually, in more than one occasion, was a very, very much a heel. So, Dumbledore did uh, have a lot of craziness to him. But the most crazy thing that I will end on, which is completely non-wrestling related, and to emphasize how nerdy I am, is there was a theory that was put out into the universe that I completely agree with. But if you know anything about the Deadly Hollows, you know that there was the cloak that made you invisible. There was... The Elder Wand, which uh, made you uh, um, 
basically invincible power wise and then you had the stone which the stone gave you i think uh i think healing abilities you could defeat death so at one point all three of those items came from death itself and death held on to it who had all three of those items at one time dumbledore dumbledore so dumbledore was actually death all along whoa bro amazing all right enough of that nerdiness thank you all for listening if you stuck around to listen to that harry potter nerdy crap there at the very end god bless you you all have a great evening and hey hit us up let us know what we can do to better serve you have a good one guys hold on a sec hold on a sec what's that Go ahead. Oh, you didn't hear that? No, I did not. What'd you do? Oh, I played Nerds from Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, oh, I, nerds. That that could be like a nerd alert. You have to sh- send me the uh, a link for that, and I'll get it downloaded. All right. Uh, peace out, homies. See you, universe.